Death Day, this is Kelvin. This is episode 83 of Res Metal Podcast. In this episode, I talk with Greg Wilkinson, who is the founder and guitarist of the band Deathgrave. Uh, Deathgrave formed in 2013 and are currently based out of San Jose, California. If you're not familiar with uh, Deathgrave's sound, uh, Deathgrave incorporate elements of punk, grindcore, and death metal to create um, a sound that is unique and all their own. Deathgrave released their first album, Surreal It's Now, back in 2018, and they will release their second newest album, It's Only Midnight, on April 14th. Uh, I highly recommend checking that new album out. If you're a fan of bands like Necrot, uh, Exhumed, Carcass, Autopsy, yeah, you'll definitely dig the newest album. Uh, we talk about the formation of Deathgrave, uh, the upcoming album, how Greg joined Autopsy, and the upcoming tour with uh, Necrot and Mortiferum. I believe that tour stops in Albuquerque on May 15th. So yeah, if you're anywhere near that area, definitely check it out. It's definitely worth your time and money. And I gotta say, it's a really cool, uh, interesting lineup. Um, I hope everyone enjoys this episode. I'm gonna play a quick clip of Deathgrave and then go right into my talk with Greg. All right, yeah, yeah, thank you. Talking to Greg Wilkinson, uh, guitarist of Deathgrave, also um, uh, a member of Autopsy on bass. Uh, how are you doing, Greg? I'm doing well. Awesome. Yeah. Again, thanks for talking to me. Um, fan of uh, Deathgrave and Autopsy, and just want to you know just talk to you about Deathgrave's upcoming album. It's only midnight, and I believe that's coming out April. 14 so coming up on that um so for anyone who's not familiar with Deathgrave, um can you just kind of talk about uh kind of like yourself uh i guess your background and how you started uh death grave uh yeah so we basically we're we're notably from san jose and originally now that three of us live in oakland but originally it was we were, you know, a San Jose band. I was the one lone Oakland guy. And I really wanted to do a band uh, initially with um, Fern and Andre. And so we decided we wanted, we weren't sure exactly what kind of music we were going to do, but we wanted it to be fast, aggressive with short songs and kind of fun. So I think we've kind of kept that angle to our stuff. Um, and yeah, as we've evolved, um, now we have a, uh, a new drummer as of 2018, so not really that new anymore, but the sound has once again changed it into even more fast and even more bizarre and fucked up. It seems like the longer the band lives, the more fucked up our sound gets, and, and, you know, and twisted and kind of noisy and, and kind of chaotic and fun at the same time. So, um... So yeah, so that now at this point we're still technically a San Jose band because we practice down there, but three of us live in Oakland. So that's about you know the, the main parts of the history. I think that's important. So uh, 
Yeah. Awesome. And kind of like, uh, what was your background like with music? Um, how did you get into playing like music? Um, I, so I think all of us, everyone in the band currently has been, um, sorry, hold on. Um, so, so basically everyone in the band has currently been playing music for at least 20 years, if not more. I think Fern and I probably closer to 30 years at this point. Um, and I, you know, most of us, I think all of us were playing in bands in high school with whatever friends we had and, and just, it just sort of stuck. I think we're at this point officially lifers now that we're all in our forties. So, um, yeah. And, and as far as getting the band together and, and all that, it was sort of like, you know, we're lifers that are going to do this and have fun. And we don't really have an aspiration of, of being popular or cool, you know, and, and we're not trying to write a specific thing. So the, and I kind of feel like our bands in history were the same way. Like all of us have been in bands that were sort of not really in the, the fray of the popular genres and popular bands, but you know, we, we did what we loved at the time. And I think that kind of made it all, all of us gravitate towards each other as musicians, because we still don't want to be compromising. We want to play music. We want to have fun. We want to tour. We want to make albums. We want to do all the stuff that bands do and whatnot. And it's just kind of cool to find people that are willing to do that, but not, willing to compromise on like the sound and conforming and whatnot. So in my personal experience, I started music um, in the early nineties doing more punk. And then I started discovering more grindcore and power violence and faster genres of music. By the late nineties, I started recording as well. Um, uh, more professionally, I used to just do stuff on four track, you know, four track cassette and then eight track cassette in the early mid nineties and then got into two inch tape and, you know, really understood, started learning what compressors and what the differences were in mics and the preamps and how they work and EQ and all the fun stuff recording engineers learn and whatnot. And so I kind of stayed in music, um, always, um, even if I wasn't in a working touring band. I always played music and more importantly, I've always recorded bands since the late nineties. So yeah. that's my involvement of music. And that's, I think that's why I'm still here. Yeah. That's awesome. And when you, when you decided to form death grave, you said you kind of had like a, a, you had a vision to start the band, but kind of weren't sure um, what exactly to call it. Like what, when you were, starting out like how or you know what were some of like the big uh influences um because if, if people don't know death grave death grave is kind of like a like death grind like uh uh sound but um what were some of the bands that you know really kind of push you to put together the sound of death grave so the initial premise of death grave and we sound nothing like it so sorry to mislead everyone who's listening to this but we the initial plan, I wanted to start a band uh, that sounded something along the lines of rudimentary P&I meets Siege. So I kind of wanted the weirdness of rudimentary P&I and that kind of punk catching rhythmic guitars, but 
a little more on the grind kind of blast beats, but not technical grind or anything like that. More primitive punk grind kind of stuff. So more in the, you know, early napalm death and that kind of fun stuff. So that was the, the initial plan. It clearly, it clearly wasn't going to happen. Once we found the drummer and we really started jamming together, you know, the, the, uh, <laughs> the couch talk over, you know, drinking beers and talking about what we wanted to do as a band and the reality of where we all came from musically and that kind of stuff really didn't line that way. And I'm kind of glad it kind of, it kind of took its own form. And I, I think that's something really magical about everyone in the band is that nobody really, nobody really was like trying, you know, it was kind of just a conversation piece. You want to do a punk kind of grind kind of thing, but make it weird as shit, you know? And that was sort of like the, the, the beginning base. So at this point, I really don't know like what influences I feel like, as a guitar player, I would cite like influences of, you know, things like Napalm Death and like even Autopsy and Abscess, but also, um, you know, a little bit of Peni in for the punk stuff. But then also this Zeni gave a kind of uh, Godflesh industrial guitar work on top of it, where and even at times Voivod, I would cite as like an influence. But if you're looking to hear any of those bands in our music, you're probably going to be sorely disappointed. <laughs> so, but you know, but that's kind of like the background when I'm writing riffs. Those are probably in moments of inspiration where I'm like, well, yeah, okay, this kind of has this weird, you know, Voivod energy to it. But by the time it gets processed, you know, I, I kind of feel like this way about every band that's got a healthy dynamic between members is that you if you bring something to the table you got to let it go through the blender and see what comes out on the other side you, you know you don't go in there with a solid plan with riffs you basically are like these are the riffs and then see how everyone interprets it you know interprets it so that is definitely what deathgrave is and i think in a way that gives deathgrave its sound not that it's like we aren't reinventing the wheel or anything but but it is fun that it's kind of like hard to explain you know we aren't sequestered into just death grind or death metal or grindcore and that kind of stuff because there's four people from slightly different backgrounds all making input together you know so yeah but that, that's about the closest sightings i could come up with me personally now if you talk to andre or fern or clint they, they might cite different names <laughs> for yeah. bands so yeah, you know, one of the things when I first saw, like, Deathgrave, the first album, uh, Surreal, It's Now, the album cover, I, I was kind of drawn to that just because, like, I'm a big Carcass fan, and, you know, anything with, like, weird, like, medical, like, horror, like, imagery, like, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, like, you know, like, bands like, you Absolutely. know, Impaled and Exhumed, like, I don't know, like, that, that kind of, like... Um, that kind of art just kind of like pulls me in and I always want to check it out. So that's kind of how I got pulled into that. Um, the first album for death grave. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That, that, that album. And for sure, I could say that, you know, there is moments of carcass kind of that kind of, you know, almost, you know, 
sleazy death metal, like almost Devi kind of vibe in, in some of our stuff, you know, where it's like not discharge Devi, you know, like carcass, or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's a little bit of that too. And, and whatnot i love that stuff too i think everyone in our band loves all that kind of whatever medical death metal (laughs) out there (laughs) so you know but yeah and and i do i'm grateful for our artist max who who's been doing our album covers because he really he really gets what we're doing and he gets he he embraces the weirdness of of the art where we're not just like hey we want a bunch of gore you know or <laughs> just something you know that's typical for like a metal band right you know you're just like hey you know i just want like a pile of intestines and like a dead corpse or something like that or all the easy stuff that you know the easy go-tos where we're like you know for for it's only midnight we're talking about we want this neighborhood and that that there's a fabric of time from a different dimension that's just completely horrible and scary ripping into this neighborhood and i think what he did with it was great and same thing you know on the first album um we actually he reinterpreted a piece that daniel shaw did for us and which daniel shaw's piece was killer too but you know the same thing for on uh go realist now and but like max's interpretation of it was taking daniel shaw's like more brutal kind of scary and just putting these psychedelic wheels on it to where it's like super you know vibrant scary with all the colors and stuff so you know it's i feel like you know teaming up with a good artist for to try to convey what your music is on an album cover is is important you know so and we're we're lucky to have max on board with us yeah it's it's awesome. Yeah, I really dig that the new album's artwork. Um, the new album is uh, it's only midnight, and that's going to come out April fourteenth. Um, so this uh, this new album, I did get a chance to kind of check out the the album with the the promo that was sent. Um, yeah, it does I, I do sound it does have some difference compared to the uh, the first album. I definitely um, can hear. I don't know, almost like some some doomy stuff. Like some of the, yeah. There's a couple of moments where you know the 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 intensity kind of pulls back, and there's a little more like like doomier like you know approach. Um, were there any major, um, I guess, uh, changes uh, aside from the your your new drummer? But were, were there any like major changes that you guys um, incorporated for this new album? I would say a major change, and I believe everyone in the band would agree, especially, you know, the three of us that have been on, you know, this ride the whole time. But I think Clint even saw it because he did learn, um, he learned most of So Real now when he joined. Um, I think the, the major change in the band is that we really have completely abandoned all notions of, like, what we sound like. We have no fucking idea what we're doing anymore. <laughs> And we're really cool with that. Like at this point, we're trying to just push the boundaries of weirdness and stuff, but without just becoming a bizarre art rock band or something, we're not, we're not trying to like out weird everyone or anything like that. But, but you know, it seems almost like the weirder the ideas and the construct of the songs that we come up with, the more we're entertained with it. 
and and I think that is definitely a departure from uh, from so real it's now. You know, I think it's only midnight. Just just we just basically are like we don't know what band we you know what I mean. Yeah. I felt like in so real it's now it was we were kind of still kind of dabbling with like the the death grind, but like bringing in all this weird moments. But we weren't totally fully committed to it, right? Like we were like, oh, we can't do that kind of weird, trippy shit for every song. And now it's like I feel like in um, in it's only midnight. It's like the riffs themselves are just weird at times. Instead of adding like a weird guitar lead or Andre doing some freaky vocals, now it's just the songs have just been written weird. <laughs> Mm-hmm. the riffs themselves and the and the drumming and everything has just gotten really kind of almost cerebral in that sense but in through a grind filter so that's the, i think that's a departure that i would i'm going to stick with okay yeah no that's awesome i i'm just um looking forward to you know just getting like a, well i'm a cd collector and i just want to like kind of get the booklet and like scroll through the lyrics um one question um, I thought of, you you actually got um, to be a part of uh, Autopsy to play bass. Um, yeah. Did, did that experience or, you know, playing with Autopsy, like, did that influence uh, you when doing this new Death Grave album? I'm going to say no, because this album was already fully written before I joined Autopsy. So... Um, cause we, we had most of the album written by 2020. Um, and you know, just with COVID and, and the fact that we didn't have any tour pending tours or anything coming up, um, everything got canceled in 2020. Um, it gave us time to kind of refine what we had instead of keep writing, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so by the time I joined autopsy, I do think one thing that I can say in joining autopsy it has kind of helped me a little bit to realize that it really doesn't fucking matter what you do um if you do whatever you're doing with conviction it might take 30 years for people to catch on it didn't take them people that long for autopsy but it, it's one of those things where you just keep doing whatever you feel is right for you and don't compromise in any way and i think that is something the only change that i feel like i've um i really got out of that i guess a boost of confidence that what we're doing is right i you know because sometimes you know how conversational music is you know you're always some you know there's always times where you're kind of second guessing yourself and you're like is this really a good idea just to go totally out there and say fuck it you know (laughs) And stuff, and and I feel like you know joining autopsy is kind of lifted the veil and to show that like it's okay to say just say fuck it and do what you do, you know, and stuff. People, the people that you that you want to accept it will, and and there's will be always the arm crossers that will never accept whatever you do and stuff. So, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's I think it was. Uh, it was a good boost of confidence to, to say that, you know, I think what we're doing, what I'm doing is right. What the band is doing is the right move. Yeah. Uh, real quick. Like how did you get approached to um, play for autopsy? Um, Chris, Chris and I were doing, we were slated to go and um, start a, what became an actual band, but we were just, 
I was recording at Great American Music Hall during COVID, during the lockdown. Um, the, my friend was managing there. He said, hey, just set up a studio here. And if we're not doing a live stream or something, you've got the keys and code to get in and just pay rent here for, you know, the days that you're using it, um, which was a very, very awesome price and super nice he did that. So I was talking to Chris, who, you know, we've been, we've become friends over the years. And I was like, hey, you want to just kick some dirt off and come play drums and do vocals? And he's like, sure, what do, you, do you have any plan? I was like, absolutely none. So we wound up getting together and actually wound up writing a 40-minute album under the moniker Static Abyss. And as we were doing that, there, the uh, Joe, the previous bass player, was telling the band, he was like, hey, I, my family, I'm really happy. They're moving to Tennessee. I'm going to go with them. Or I think it was Tennessee, but he, his oldest son was getting married and he was relocating. And so Joe decided to relocate, which obviously was going to flatline autopsy at any opportunity um, if Joe was going to have to fly around just to practice. So... <laughs> um, so they, Chris, I guess they were going through they, what they told me was a short list, a very, very short list of a few names. And Chris mentioned, hey, we should have Greg come down and try out. And I guess the rest is history. I went and tried out uh, two practices in. I got a phone call and said, do you want the gig? And I said, sure, let's do this, you know. Yeah. That's uh, that's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I dig autopsy. Yeah, like uh, I got the there's like a, I don't know there's an autopsy like documentary DVD I I picked up and watched it and just um, kind of picked up on them when they kind of came uh, I'd say probably about 2012 ish or something. I, I I'm I'm 37 so I I didn't like I wasn't like you know in the into autopsy in the when they came out in the 90s I kind of more uh, discovered them about 10 11 years ago so i'm a big autopsy fan um nice yeah and uh real quick i know um i don't want to take up too much time you guys got a tour coming up with uh necrot um yes and mortiferum i i live pretty close to albuquerque i i saw the albuquerque's uh on one of the dates i i definitely want to try and make that i um hopefully my schedule works out but um um for this uh, upcoming tour, what can people expect um, when people um, check out Deathgrave on this upcoming tour? Well, we will have our we'll have our album, and this will be our this is our first official tour with Clint that he is actually on the record we're selling. So I'm really excited about that in, in a lot of ways. You know, it's because I I love that Clint has done you know, tours for years with us now and it's not on anything we recorded. And so um, that, first of all, is exciting to me. Um, it's exciting to have this album that we've spent a long time making and, and selling this. And now I feel like we're spreading the current music again that we're playing. <laughs> and then, um, but yeah, like I, I would expect, you know, a, a very fun time. That's what I could say. We're going to have, a, we're going to have fun. Um, we're enjoying the fact that we get to go back down there and see everyone again. We haven't been down in the Southwest except for that Arizona show that you said. Um, I think that was, was that uh, late 19 or early 2020? Yeah, it was like the December lockdown. 2019. Uh, yeah, the, just a few months before the, the lockdown. 
Okay, yeah. And I, I think last time we were down in the Southwest region was, I want to say it was a 2016 or 17. So uh, expect us to be faster, more furious, more bizarre, and having fun. And, and, you know, we hope to see some smiling faces out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I really, um, really dig all the bands on that lineup. I mean, Necrot are just like, I mean, they're just, just legends. They, they've just been, they, they put out an album a few years ago and it's just like one of the best albums that, you know, everyone's best of list and Mortiferum as well. It's pretty varied now that I look at it. Like you guys are kind of like the, the grind, like bring the grind. Mortiferum's like the more doomy side and Necrot's kind of like the thrashy death. Um, um, yeah. You know, sounds so it's that's it, pretty it's, cool, pretty varied. It. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about this package and we're we're friends with everyone on this package too, pre existing. So there's not really an intimidation of going on tour with a bunch of strangers to figure out if they're cool or not. We already know that they're cool. So I think that's exciting as well. So um and and they both those bands are killer. So yeah. I think I think that it's gonna be super fun. And yeah, it is varied. It's a very I'm really stoked that we were asked to to join this package and stuff, you know, it, it seemed like the right thing to do. And so close to after our LP came out or is coming out, you know, it only been out for like a month before we're on the road. So it'll be fresh, which is cool. So it's exciting to get to bring a brand new record, you know, like, basically you know umbrellaed under these two awesome bands so under the wing of these awesome bands so um i'm looking forward to it yeah um yeah thanks again greg i don't want to take up too much time i know there's like certain time slots um um i can um you're doing interviews for but yeah appreciate it thank you yeah absolutely thank you for your time yeah no problem